Hey race fans, welcome to this week's edition of Backseat Drivers. I'm Kim Kuhn in Studio 3, joined by Nate Ryan and Dylan Mamba-Smith. Well, it was big blocks and big pushes at NASCAR's biggest speedway, Talladega, but in the end, survival in track position was what mattered. Team Trackhouse getting it done. Ross Chastain grabbing his second win on the season, but before the green flag waved on Sunday, Kyle Busch was stealing all of the headlines. Asked about his future with JGR, and he suggested if the team cannot find him sponsorship, there not, might not be a place for him next season there. Comments like, ask Joe Gibbs, it's not my problem. Kyle getting a little spicy. <laughs> TRD not quite happy with him. Uh, will Kyle Busch, though, return to JGR next season? I want to start with you, Nate. I think it's a maybe at this point, Kim. And a week ago, after the Bristol win, I would have said it's a yes. Because at that point, Kyle Busch is next to Coy Gibbs, and they're both expressing optimism about having a sponsor for Kyle Busch, which that, to me, is the key to him returning at JGR in 2023. But now... For Kyle Busch to raise these doubts, in the background we know they've got Ty Gibbs in the Xfinity Series. If Joe Gibbs Racing wants to promote Ty Gibbs, that probably means it's either Martin Truex Jr. or Kyle Busch on the outs. We know Martin Truex Jr. is in a contract here. He's still considering if he maybe wants to drive beyond this season, but he has a sponsor. He's got Bass Pro. I'm very curious to see what happens with Kyle Busch, because if they do want to bring Ty Gibbs up, Kyle Busch doesn't have a lot of leverage there. So I feel like the team maybe has him over a barrel a little bit if, if negotiations are happening here behind the scenes. And I think that's what we heard at uh, Talladega. Yeah, Kyle definitely sounding frustrated. Uh, at one point, I think when asked what he hopes the timeline to look like, he said yesterday. Uh, so your <laughs> thoughts, Mamba, on, on where Kyle stands with JGR? Ooh, this is crazy, right? Yeah. Like, like <laughs> I know. Kyle, Kyle Busch without a sponsor, Kyle Busch maybe without Joe Gibbs racing, like it doesn't really seem real, but I'm here for all the drama. <laughs> this is great. Uh, I don't know, I'm not really sure, right? That, like it's all being spooled up really quickly. And Kyle's an entertainer, even though he says he doesn't like being one, he obviously likes being one and playing the media and playing both sides, and he's good at it. And this, this is something that you see like more the NFL, NBA, like the talent, the athletes, really putting it to the ownership and making them have to make decisions and get a little uncomfortable to get what they want. Um, I kind of feel like this is one of those situations, but it's interesting that Toyota not really being super thrilled with what the comments were, which I wouldn't be if I was them either. But then again, it's KFB and you kind of get what you pay for. You do, and he's one of the most sought after drivers. He can get anything done in any series, but a lot of drivers are already locked into contracts with teams. So if Kyle doesn't end up at JGR, what spot are we looking at for Rowdy? I think the obvious one would be Stuart Haas uh, because we know Eric Almirola is retiring after this season. I don't think they necessarily have anybody lined up or we haven't heard anybody there. And I think to Mamba's point, I mean, Toyota's David Wilson told Dustin Logan, NBCSports.com, that they were a little disappointed. They understand Kyle's frustration, but they were a little bit disappointed. I think that disappointment stems from this being out there, it makes this situation a little bit more fraught. And now, it, I'm not saying it becomes a feeding frenzy immediately, but now you have teams that are aware of this. Mm -hmm. And now I think it gets interesting, much the way it did when Kyle Busch got fired at Hendrick Motorsports yeah. so they could make room for Dale Jr. in 2008. It's kind of blood in the water a little bit. The Sharks are probably starting <laughs> yeah. to roll a little bit. I, I don't know. I think you say, you know, you say Stuart Haas, and, and I'm saying possibly ownership, right? We have all these new uh, people looking at the sport, wanting to get in. Michael Jordan just got in with Denny Hamlin. Probably not a bad option <laughs> if you want to get in and get in with Kyle Busch. He's already got a race team. And that's the other caveat to this whole thing is, 
if he does, does he stay Toyota with the, like he has with the trucks, or does he make a manufacturer switch? And if he does, what, where does that leave his truck team? There's a lot of moving parts to this that make it very entertaining. Absolutely, and it should be very interesting to watch to see how that unfolds. What was also interesting was the end of the race at Talladega Super Speedway. You know, it looked like Eric Jones maybe had in the bag, oh, Kyle Larson. I know heartbreak. We'll oh. get to that in a little bit. <laughs> Ross Chastain, though, I don't want to say stealing a win, but getting himself into victory lane by basically doing nothing. He even <laughs> said so. Uh, getting his second win on the season. And so now we're looking at Ross Chastain as one of the heavy hitters in the field. He's the most consistent. So is Ross Chastain a championship four contender? I still think no. And I'll go to what Justin Marks was saying post-race, uh, Ross Chastain's team owner of Trackhouse Racing. He was very much saying, look, we're t just still taking this race by race, week by week. We don't we're not even looking at the playoffs. We're not even talking playoffs. Even though Ross Chastain is very much locked in, and now with being one of two guys with two wins, I think you can start looking at he's almost a lock to advance past the first round at this point, which is very good for Trackhouse. But I still think that the lack of experience there and the fact that Trackhouse is still a relatively new team and the way we see powerhouse teams kind of build toward the second half, mm -hmm. I still feel like he's not a lock to make the championship for. I'm going to go with... A solid elite eight. Really, he's in. He's gonna be a hard out though. That's the thing. Like he's gonna be a hard out because he's like he's like a dog with a bone. Once he like gets in the situation, it's really hard to get him out of the situation of winning races. And right now he's rolling. They're rolling. But to Nate's point, this team has never been in this situation before. Like they've never been such an uptick at trending. They're brand new. Uh, the '99 was there last year. The one is brand new. Um, but. So I think they're going to be ready for the call, but to be champ four, champ four is so hard, right? Yeah. Like yeah. we're so far out. You got to get by, you still got to get by all the vets. And then you got William Byron, you got Ryan Blank, you got Kurt Busch is really hung. Like there's a lot of guys you got to get through to get that final four. So I'm with Nate, not yet, but okay. eight, round of eight for sure. All right. I think he's a solid round of eight, solid but he surprised eight. us already. I know. So he might surprise <laughs> us and make the championship four. All right, if you watched last week's episode of Backseat Drivers, Steve Letarte, Alex Weaver, and Mamba all picked Ford to go to Victory Lane it at Talladega Speedway. It made sense. It made sense. At, at Talladega. Um, he says it made sense. Looking at their performance, I don't know if you can uh, agree with that now. And so does Ford no longer hold the super speedway advantage? Or maybe was this just a one-off weird race for them. I think a lot of their advantage came from how they work together as a group. Um, and that's really how, that's how I made my assessment, right? And, you know, the way the noses line up, I think we saw that at Talladega, like the Fords can push really, really well. Yeah. And that matters so much. If you're, you know, a Chevy or Toyota, you're like, yeah, give me a Ford behind me and we'll, we'll probably roll. But the Chevys, they didn't, they have that point still. And it seems like it would catch the back of the bumpers and same with the Toyotas with the with their logo it caught the 22 and sent him into the fence too so like that's an issue I think they're going to continue to have at super speedways and you really can't fix it other than not pushing as hard in the white spots of the racetrack so I still think the Fords have an advantage yeah I mean I can't fault Mamba or Stevie or Alex for picking <laughs> Ford because if you're going off the history I mean this is why I don't make predictions because <laughs> Ford clearly was the favorite going in but I think Mamba's absolutely right. They still have that bump drafting ability. That's still the best car to be drafting with and to be pushed by. 
But in terms of the way I think the next gen affected super speedway racing, I think people are still feeling it out. And we heard a lot about track position after this race. And you know, Ryan Blaney said it, it's really difficult to pass. And I think that just negated Ford's alliance advantage a little bit in this race. Well, last week, you guys also said that you wouldn't touch Denny Hamlin with a 10-foot pole. I don't remember exactly saying it like that. Uh, but pretty, you, I think Stevie even said he wouldn't even let Denny drive one of his rentals. Stevie said, yeah, give Latard that. I'll give Latard trouble for that. Uh, not only did Denny Hamlin not fare well, but his team seems to have grabbed uh, their owner's bad luck as well. 23-11 in the closing lap. The tri-oval knocking both of their cars, the 45 and the 23 of Kurt Busch, and Bubba Wallace out. So we've seen this happen at other races this season. Yeah. You know, they're running well, but for whatever reason, they don't finish and they have this kind of a cloud hanging over them. So at what point does 2311 hit the panic button and maybe maybe have they already hit it? I, they probably have already hit it, Kim. And I feel like the way this race ended, I mean, that they were such a factor throughout and that you know, Bubba Wallace certainly seemed like he was going to be a contender all the way to the final lap. But then to have the final lap unfold the way it does and then, you know, have not just Bubba Wallace, but Kurt Busch both be involved in that final lap accident. Now you've got two damaged cars in addition to damaged morale from, hey, this is the race we had circled on our calendar, certainly for mm -hmm. Bubba being the defending winner at Talladega. So, yeah, I think panic button is probably right there in reach for Denny Hamlin. I, look, 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 it's not... Panic. It's not panic time. This is professional sports. There's always pressure, right? So I'm not going to say it's panic time, but if you think that those guys and girls over there at 2311 don't want to win again and win like right now, you know, you're crazy. So they, but they've shown speed. It's not like they haven't been fast with both cars. Uh, I think their, their days are coming. You just got to keep kind of pounding your head against that wall and eventually it cracks and you're like, okay, we see the light again. <laughs> and it starts flipping that around a little bit, but they just got to, they got to finish. Right, they've been running well, doing, making the right calls on pit road. They gotta finish the races with all four tires rolling in the right direction. If you're 2311, are you discouraged by uh, what Trackhouse is able to do, or are you encouraged? Uh, great point. I would be a little discouraged by it. I mean, I feel like that's, it's probably a motivator for the team to some extent. Mm -hmm. uh, and maybe you can look at it and say Trackhouse is way less of a startup because they had all sure. the in infrastructure from Chip Ganassi Racing, but I'm sure they measure themselves against Trackhouse as being you know, a, a quasi startup organization and they're pretty far behind where Trackhouse is. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's one of those situations where they, they, they look at them as direct companies. Yeah. Like, oh, we came in at the same yeah. time, but the way that the teams were built were different. Like, Trackhouse was specifically built for this car. Now, 2311 was too, but they were fine showing a lot of speed with the other car and with Gibbs. And you gotta look at the alliances and RCR did a lot of testing with the new car. so. That also matters, and Toyota as a whole hasn't been stellar, so I wouldn't really be like, oh, 2311, they're struggling. I'd be like, that whole kind of camp is a little bit behind. All right. It's time for a rapid response powered by 5-Hour Energy. You guys know how this works. You can uh, be as quick or as lengthy as you want in these answers. I want to start with you mm -hmm. on this one, Mamba, because I saw your tweet after the end of the race. Oh, heartbreaking. <laughs> Eric Jones, the 43 out front. He is leading. He is leading. We think he's going to get uh, the win for the, th for the 43. Doesn't happen. Uh, so does Eric Jones make the playoffs this season? I'm sad. 
You I'm are. Really I, we were all, I think, <laughs> I'm really honestly, sad. Honestly, I think we were I'm all really sad, sad for Petty GMS. I like. It's like. And he's been so fast. He's all season. been fast all season. I think it was Vegas. He was running really well and like got loose and and right and like he's been fast other places too. And it's just like ah. And you want to see the 43 back in victory lane and those pe- like that's a new team too to a different extent, right? They came together with GMS, Petty and GMS did. Um, yeah, I think so. I, I thought I said at the I'm pretty sure I said this at the beginning of the year. I thought he was going to win a race or make his way into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I don't remember because the first episode they threw on who's your cha- who's in the 16. <laughs> I'm like, who's even racing? Like, I don't even know. But I think he's going to win a race. They just keep showing so much promise. I, I would have said yes, if not for Vegas. And I believe it was Fontana or maybe Phoenix. Two of those races, he yeah. had late race problems mm-hmm. when he ran really well. And that's why he's 17th in points. Right. And I just feel like that's too much of a gap to make up. Now, I, I say no with the caveat again. I don't make predictions. He's <laughs> rolling it back. I, I, yeah. All right, Burton. I'm, I'm a journalist. I couch everything. Um, okay, so the last race of the regular season is Daytona. And obviously, Eric Jones showed at Talladega, and he's shown before at Daytona mm-hmm. that he can win there. So mm-hmm. I still feel like there's a chance for this team, but I don't think they make it on points. Nobody's looking at Darlington? I think he's going to win. He's won at Darlington. Yeah. I said he's going to be in. I didn't I, say points. I, th- I feel like he only gets so many chances, and he's had three of them slip away. At least. I, 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 I like it. <laughs> good to good. All right. Well, uh, coming into Dalladega Super Speedway, Brad Keselowski was the one we were looking at. We know how good he is at Super Speedways. We know that uh, RFK had this race circled for he and the team. Unfortunately, didn't get the performance. We expected two speeding penalties for Brad Keselowski. So error after error. So does Daytona 2 become a must win for Brad K? So ultimately, does he win before Daytona? Or is he going to be in this like do or die yeah, situation? I, I think it's definitely do or die at this point, Kim, because of, I mean, you look back at the, the points penalty and the, the only path into the playoffs at this point for this team is with a win. And I, I don't see really any other track where he's going to have a great shot to win other than Daytona. I mean, maybe he's a good road course driver, so maybe a road course could present opportunity like, like the Glen, but to me, Daytona's it. You guys realize that there's only been two multi-time winners this year. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of one-time winners. Look, I just think that this car makes it to where like you can kind of if you if you if you hit it, you can hit it really well. And uh, they've had not a lot of speed at other places. They've had some. They've had inclinations of like maybe they're gonna turn around, mm-hmm. but probably he's gonna have to win Daytona. Like that's just kind of the realism of of their situation. Um, but I wouldn't be shocked if he won before that. Because I feel like someone's going to hit it mm-hmm. every week and it'll be someone different. Maybe Pocono. Looking Maybe at Pocono, Pocono for Brad K? Michigan. Oh, well, mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We'll have to see about that. He'd want to win that one. Yeah, I know. That's, that's, that's why I give it to him. I don't, I don't look at that team as like having great horsepower and arrow. Despite, I, I understand your point. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, like We've seen a lot of guys just jump up and win, but yep. I don't see that team just out of the blue winning. All right. All right, 2022 season, <laughs> over, under, uh, like I mentioned at the top of the show, surprised everyone, Trackhouse Racing, getting their second win of the season, second win just for the team in general. So what are we looking at in terms of their total wins? 4.5 wins for Trackhouse, over, under, on the season. I'm going to go under. I feel like yeah. Chastain probably can win one more, okay. and I feel like there's probably a win lurking out there for Daniel Suarez, but... I think I think four and a half is like that is exactly the break point. I just I don't see them getting to five, but I can definitely see them getting to four. 
How do you get a half a win? <laughs> I, the, I, don't explain this to me. I don't understand talk, how you win a half a race. Talk to our producer. I think it makes it a little bit tougher to decide oh, whether you want to be over or right, under. I see how you guys are doing this. All right. Um, <laughs> I mean, four. That's that's a that's that's tough. That's a lot, right? Uh, I'm gonna go. But oh, man. five, five, really. Trackhouse? That's why it, that, it makes it a little tough. I, I feel like if I go five here, though, I can't be like he's not a champ for Like, if you're winning, right, you know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. So like you I, already have him in your yeah. in my, That's elite what I'm saying. Eight. So I feel, like, I feel like if I'm not going into them champ for right now, i got to go with the under. All right. i got to stay consistent. Because if he gets three or four wins, then he that, is, he's yeah, on an elite eight block question. almost yeah, at that point. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I'm going to go under. Yeah. Okay. But that could change next week. Yeah. <laughs> if he wins this weekend, he could change. Let's uh, put a little note on this. We'll revisit this episode uh, come the end of the season and see what we think about that. All right, time for Backseat Bets presented by BetMGM. Uh, we are laying Talladega Super Speedway to rest. We are looking forward to the Monster Mile Dover. So, you guys ready? Ready. Yeah. All right, first up, <laughs> Ross Chastain versus Kyle Larson. Starting with you, Mamba. This, this is a hard one. Yeah, because every being of my fiber says go with Kyle Larson because you think that's a no-brainer, but it's yeah. not anymore. I got to go Ross. He's, just, he's riding yeah. the wave. I got to go Ross. I'm going to go Chastain for a weird reason. I know he tested a, a wheel force car there last okay. year with Next Gen. So I feel like he's on this role, and he also comes with a little bit of experience with this car at Dover. Okay. I'm going to go the opposite. I'm going to say Kyle Larson. Next up, Alex Bowman versus William Byron. Byron. So. Yeah. I didn't even have to finish no, the head-to-head. Okay. Head. No, Byron, why? He, he's, he is similar to uh, Chase Briscoe at Stuart Haas. He is starting to turn into the guy that you thought he was going to be when he was so much younger. He's, okay. he's really starting to put those finishes together, been fast, has a little bit of swagger back. He's winning <laughs> He's winning on, on everything now. He's winning um, on his short track program, too. So. I don't think you can go wrong with a Hendrick driver, but I'll take Bowman simply because he won there last year. All right. I'm going Willie B. Kevin Harvick versus Martin Truex Jr. Both previous winners at the Monster Mile. Uh, can't say much of either of those teams this season, so I feel like it's a pretty good match. <laughs> shade. <laughs> the shade. Uh, give me Cage. Give me Happy Harvick. Yeah. Uh, I think I, I really think that the, that group is going to continue to make moves forward and as an organization even though they don't have as many wins as JGR they seem to be faster on a week in and week out basis. I'll take Truex I mean like you said Kim and he's largely been invisible for a lot of the mm -hmm. season he, he was a little bit uh, in this in the mix at Talladega but I mean this is where he got his first win it's his home, home track, track so to speak if <laughs> he's, you he's think of England, Miami yeah, Jersey yeah. 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 this is one of three yeah New England Loudon counts yeah I'll take Truex I'm going MTJ as well all right final one right. Chase Elliott versus Tyler Reddick I gotta stop. I'm done picking Tyler. You, I, you, I, <laughs> you guys just willed bad luck upon Tyler know, Reddick, especially I, this past week. I, that was again not me. <laughs> Them two. I love Tyler. Uh, I'm going. I'm going with uh, Chase Elliott though. I think. Um, I really think he needs to get a win on an oval. Yeah, like, it's been, I, like since it's been a. I don't know. I don't know if it's gonna be this one, but in this matchup, they just. He just needs to. I don't know. But he's having a, a record a career year. Yeah. Like. With finishes and points and everything, yeah. he's leading the leading points. Leading the points. So it's like, okay. Yeah. Uh, does it, does he have to win? Like, I don't know. Hmm. Probably. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll I'll take Reddick. 
Uh, I'll put the jinx on him. That if you're gonna <laughs> remove it, I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll put it right there. I mean, uh, he's gonna win at some point, right? I mean, mm -hmm. like all of this misfortune, the engine problem at Talladega after, you know, Bristol dirt, and all, all the times this year he's been so close. I just feel like, you know, the fortunes, the odds eventually go the other way. All right, I am waving the nine banner on this. Choosing well, that, Chase Elliott. That chair always picks. That, first of that all, that chair, is not true. That chair always picks the nine, the five. Or like the 22, this that's all that chair picks. always <laughs> picks the 12. And I'm speaking for both of us, because when you're not here, I'm in that gallery. <laughs> this is a 12 chair. This is a 12 chair. down, down on that. All right, well, I'll head into the Monster Mile. I'm not sure what we know what to expect, because the next-gen car, this track, very different from what we've ran so far this season. A mile, a concrete, high banks, up and down, roller coaster. That's how the drivers describe it. So who are we going to take home? Miles Don't look here first. Don't look here Don't look first. Okay. I know who I'm picking. <laughs> okay. I'll just, I'll take Kyle Busch just because I love, like okay. Mama said, I love drama. I love intrigue. That just adds another layer to the, the, okay. the most intri intriguing story of the week. Nate okay. wants all the tea. He wants all of the he tea. Man, this is this is actually like really hard because I have no, I really have no idea. I would say like look to Bristol because you know it's concrete and high bank, but it was a dirt. It was not in concrete dirt. and high bank. It was, so um, whew, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with. Don't um, pick mine. <laughs> I don't think you will. No, I don't think I will either. Yeah. I think I am going to go with William Byron. Actually. Oh wow. Yeah. I, okay. I, I feel really good about what he's doing right now. I just. I have a funny feeling. Okay, I'm going with Martin Truex Jr. I know he hasn't uh, been that great this season, but a multi-time winner at his home track and in the last handful of races, if he's not winning, he's finishing runner-up. It's a bold pick, I would say. You think? Well, yeah. Maybe. I know I, they they really haven't ran that well this no. season. You, so you just we just talked about the Toyota struggling. <laughs> and you guys both picked Toyotas. <laughs> I just want to point that out real quick. Okay. Well, we'll have to wait and see. I'm staying with William Byron. I thought about switching right. right now, but I'm not. <laughs> okay. Willie B, MTJ, Rowdy. We'll see uh, who gets the bragging rights after this weekend at the Monster Mile. Nate, Mamba, great having you guys. We'll see you guys next week in the backseat. Until then, enjoy the racing from Dover, Sunday, 3 p.m. Eastern on FS1.